let's say that um, you, you had a lottery ticket, and the lottery was $500 million, one of those national ones, and, and you won. You won the lottery. The only stipulation is this. In order for you to collect the money, you have to go there yourself, and you have to walk there. That was the only stipulation. You had to walk there to get it. How far would you go for $500 million? Would you walk to Plano? <laughs> I think so. How about uh, Chicago? What about um, uh, Mississippi River? It's kind of a distance there. How about California? Would you walk to California for $500 million? Maybe you figure you can pay for the medical bills after you're done. <laughs> a lot of people, you know, we think, yeah, for $500 million, I'm going to walk. Yes, thank you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love when he does that. All right, so. But, so for 500 million, then, you know, we will walk there. All right. And we think, well, yeah, and, and I'll give some to the church, too. I'll give some to God. Yeah. But, you know, the polls of those who win that amount of money, it's normally not a good thing. And you know, he ends up in divorce. All their family members, you know, want, want their share of the money, and they get mad if they don't give it to him. So it's not a good situation for most part. But think, no, it'll be different for me. It'll be different. I'll, I'll, I'll know how to, how to use it. How far will we walk for Mass? Let's say we live in an area in which there is no, there is no church. Or maybe there's a church, but there's no priest, and so we can't have the, have the Eucharist. How far would you, would you walk? 10 minutes? 20 minutes? Um, you know, we get frustrated now when there's construction in 34 and 47. I can't believe it. Now, instead of five minutes, my, my drive is 10 minutes. And then we're tempted not to go if it's 15 minutes. Father Leszek talked last weekend, the missionary from Rwanda, from Kibeho, Rwanda. There are families there that walk all day to get to Mass. You know, they walk half a day, then they attend Mass, and then they walk back. Because they want to receive the Eucharist. They want to be a part of, of the community, of, of the assembly. And so they make that sacrifice to do that. I think at times we become a little bit too comfortable. You know, we have Jesus here, we have Mass every Sunday, even you know, during the week. Here's a, here's a quote from Pope uh, Benedict XVI. He said, The world promises you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. Let me repeat that. The world promises you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And for us to be great, to grow, we have to sacrifice. You know, no pain, no gain. If we're too comfortable, we're not going to grow as people, you know, whether that be in sports, whether it be in business, whether it be in our, in our marriage, in our, in our family, whether it be in our spiritual life. If we don't work on it, then, then we're not going to become great in the eyes of, 
of God. We are loved by him, but we won't be that person the Lord is calling us to be. Today we celebrate the feast day of Corpus Christi. What is Corpus Christi other than a, a city in Texas? You know, that city in Texas, Corpus Christi, was named after this reality. Corpus Christi, that's Latin for, Latin for the body of Christ. The body of Christ. And so we celebrate this throughout the, the church, that what we receive um, from, that comes forth from the altar, and the hosts are consecrated already, that are in the tabernacle, when we receive that, we are receiving not just a symbol of the body in Christ, but the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, the God-man. That is our teaching. That's been our constant teaching from the beginning. That's never changed. It's not just a symbol. The majority of our Protestant brothers and sisters, they believe that when they have communion, they don't have it all the time. But when they distribute communion, it's just grape juice or just wine and just a, a piece of bread. That's what they believe. And for them, that's all it is because they don't have the uh, understanding of the Mass or the succession to the apostles. But they just believe that it's a symbol. But we believe that at Catholic Mass and, and for the Orthodox, because they're so close to us and they have the same understanding of Mass and, and the priesthood, that what we receive there is the body and blood soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. It's not an easy teaching. In fact, you know, polls will show that a lot of Catholics don't believe that. They don't believe that what they're receiving is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. They believe that it's just a symbol. Just a symbol what we hear in, in the Gospel what Jesus says at the, the Last Supper. Take this, this is my body, and, get, and then giving them the chalice, the, the cup. This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Remember, this is from the Old Testament. Blood, the sacrifice being shed, the blood being sprinkled on the altar, on the people. There's a sacrifice giving God's creation back to him. Some, something that there'll be a sacrifice for his people not just hoarding it ourselves, not just keeping everything to ourselves, but something that would be a sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed it all on the cross. For you and for me, he allowed his heart to be pierced. He allowed himself to be crucified, to shed his blood so we can receive him. Now, of course, when we receive him, it tastes and looks like bread, it tastes and looks like wine because the Lord doesn't want to gross us out, you know? He, that's not his goal. But his goal is for us to be nourished. He wanted to be so close to us that we are nourished by his body and blood so it still tastes like bread, still looks like bread. But the Lord is Lord, right? He can do what he wants. He can change the substance, the essence of the bread and wine when I say the words over it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then they become the body and blood of Jesus Christ, but still taste like bread, taste like wine. Are we ready to receive? When we come to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, in a few moments, um, I'll say the words of consecration over the, 
the host and the wine, and they will become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. When we come to receive him, do we receive him with faith? Um, do, we, do we believe that this is his body and blood? Or are we at a point in which, no, that's too tough for me to believe, Father. I mean, I, maybe I believed it when I was a kid, but now, I mean, really, do I have to believe that to receive it? We may have some struggles. We may not totally understand. I still totally don't understand the mystery. That's normal. It's a mystery on, on one level. So that means that we can't totally comprehend it, but we believe. The reality doesn't change on our belief or not. Even if we're struggling, can we still try to believe? Still try to see that through the eyes of faith? Or, or just like, no, I, I don't believe. I don't believe that at all. If we don't believe that at all, we're not trying to believe, then we shouldn't receive the Eucharist. We should receive the Eucharist when we're in the state of grace. Now when people hear that, they say, what's that mean, Father? That I have to be perfect? Like totally holy before I receive the Eucharist? We should, of course, try to be good. But no, it, it means, by being in a state of grace, means that we're not conscious of a mortal sin being on our soul of a serious sin. So if we believe that we don't have a serious sin, a mortal sin on our soul at this time, then we can receive the Eucharist. Um, but if we're struggling with venial sins, you know, sins that aren't as um, uh, grave as a mortal sin, then we can and should receive the Eucharist. We should do that for, for our strength. Maybe we're in a situation in our life right now that we we can't receive the Eucharist right now because of, of our situation. But we can still receive a blessing. We come forward and communion, receive a blessing, or you, you can stay in your pew and receive a blessing. But we're still at least close to Jesus. We're close to his real presence. Um, we can receive him spiritually in our hearts. We believe that when we receive a spiritual communion, when we desire that, but we can't receive him for, for whatever reason, then we receive graces. If we can go to confession, we should. Um, but the Lord wants us to receive in faith. What's our experience of Mass? Do we think, well, Mass is boring, Father. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm just struggling to stay awake, especially during your homily. Okay, well, that may be true. <laughs> it may be true. And, uh, but do we just see Mass as, as boring? If we just see Mass as boring, then, then we're not realizing what's happening. If we truly realize it, then um, Mass wouldn't just be, oh, we have to go to Mass. Man, do we have to get everybody together? I mean, this is, this is not good for our family. We're just arguing the whole time. Go in there, and then we pretend to be happy, then we go back to arguing. Is it just something that we have to do, or is it something that we can't do without? that we're not, we're not going to even going to entertain the idea of, of doing something else. Because we need him. I need you, Jesus, this week. I, I, I need your strength. I need to pray with, with other people. Do we have that desire in our hearts? Or is our experience of Mass just, you know, our postures during Mass mean something. But there is a lot of different postures in the Mass. So is our experience of Mass just stand, we stand at the beginning, then we sit, and then we stand again for the gospel, and then we sit for the homily, and then we stand. 
for the profession of faith. And then we sit again. And then we stand. And then we kneel. We kneel for the consecration. But then we stand. And then we walk. We process to the front. And then after that, do we kneel, sit, or do we run? <laughs> do we run to the parking lot or a brisk walk? Make sure we beat everybody else. What is our experience? Do we measure mass on, okay, this is a good mass, Father, because it's under an hour. Over an hour, bad mass, sorry. <laughs> What's our experience? What do we believe? Sometimes we do go through doubts. There's a story of a, uh, of a priest in year about 700 in, in Italy. He, uh, he wasn't believing the church teaching. He wasn't believing our constant uh, understanding of the faith since the time of Jesus that, that the bread and wine become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. He didn't believe. He would just say the words, but that was it. And so he was saying the words and... Uh, and then he, he held up the chalice and then put down the chalice. Then when he looked back at the patent with the host, the, the big host would be, it was a, a piece of flesh. It was a piece of flesh. And in the chalice were five congealed now goblets of, of blood. That was 700 AD. You can still go to Lanciano, Italy, today and see that, if we bring up that, that slide, the miracle of Lanciano. In the monstrance there, you'll see um, at the top, uh, in the middle, a little space there, right? It's a little space, but circling that space, and you see a little bit at the bottom of the circle that that's flesh. This is the actual picture of it. It's not the greatest, but, but that's flesh. At the bottom is those five goblets of, of the blood, right, and that's glass chalice. Scientists have done tests on this. It's flesh. It comes out as flesh. The blood is AB, type AB, the same type of blood that was found on the Shroud of Turin. Um, scientists can't explain why it's still in this, in this form. It shouldn't be in this, in this form. We call that the miracle of Lanciano. People still go there today. Lanciano, that name comes from the uh, soldier that pierced the heart of Jesus with the lance. Lanciano. The flesh, I think I told you, is heart muscle, right? No. Okay, I'm telling you now. The flesh is heart muscle, heart of Jesus. Jesus wanted to remind us that Hey, even though you don't see it, the reality is still there. What you receive is my body and blood, soul, and divinity. Do you believe? When we go to uh, Steubenville for the youth conference, the most powerful point of the conference normally <clears throat> is Saturday night. And that's when the priest processes around with the, uh, the monstrance and with the blessed sacrament in the monstrance. And you have 2,000 young people, high schoolers, who maybe before then they were saying, I'm not going to cry, or they were trying to be tough, checking on the phones. And, uh, but then this is what happens, you know, during um, Adoration Saturday night. That's just a, 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 a glimpse of some of the kids. Imagine 2,000 like that as the priest processes around.
Kids were crying, crying out to the Lord, supporting each other, being healed, sometimes physical healings, emotional healings. Why? <clears throat> they may not totally understand the Eucharist, but they believe that Jesus is there. They're having that the moment of faith, and they're desiring that that's true. Lord, help me. We're going to do that after the Mass. Um, not in all the same way, but at least we're going to process around briefly for anyone who wants to stay right after Mass. And I'm going to um, bless, bless you with, with the Eucharist. It's an opportunity for you to reach out to the Lord as well. Lord, help my unbelief. Help me to believe in you, in, in your real presence. Help me in my current situation, my marriage, and my, my life, my physical condition, my spiritual condition, my depression. Lord, help me. Heal me. Help my kids, my grandkids. If you reach out to the Lord in faith, then miracles happen, but you have to reach out. You may not understand it fully, but at least try. Can we try? Do you believe in the Eucharist? Do you believe that when I say the words that Jesus said over the bread and wine, that becomes the body and blood of Christ? Do you believe? I'm going to ask the same question I asked at the beginning of the homily. How far? How far would you walk to receive Jesus in the Eucharist? 